We here at Stormdar Weather are not associated with the National Weather Service or any other professional weather service agency. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a matter that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast, Episode 9, Summer Returns Edition. Today is Thursday, September 14th. I'm your host, Randy Luna. And I'm Corey Taylor. And we're talking about the big stories of this week. There were lots of big stories this week. Oh, yes. We were. Uh, uh, we did not record on Tuesday. We were so involved in uh, tracking Irma and stuff. So you, we decided... You did a great job with uh, the Facebook site during Irma. I want to give you... A... A hand on that, applause. You did oh, great. Oh, thanks. Oh, applause. Well, Lots to... of good information you were passing along on that. Well, we had a, a lot of friends down in Florida, and we really, really wanted to cover that and make sure they were okay. And uh, it's it's gone now. So it is. Uh, the big thing for us is we have another summertime ridge building back in. Getting warm out there. Yeah. You've been sweating today? I, it, I, I was... Uh, Driving around today and uh, actually broke a sweat. It uh, <laughs> has been very nice and cool. And uh, with the uh, Irma hurricane in the uh, or the outer bands in the area, it had been breezy the past few days. But today, it was nice. Today we're back to summer. Actually, yeah, Irma's gone, and that big ridge was started to build in the desert southwest, and it's moving this way, and it's just got a big bubble of heat with it. Yeah, my my main concern is the trees are starting to turn brown. The grass is starting to die. Randy, we need some rain. We need some precipitation. We definitely do. And I think we're under for a, for a while here, but it's been how many weeks? It's been several I don't know. weeks. You know, we were wet for July and part of August, and then it just stopped. Everything just stopped, and I, I don't... All the hurricanes sucked all the precipitation down south, I guess. Well, that, yeah, that's what it's kind of just Mother Nature's displacing everything. Yes. <laughs> well, this ridge is uh, kind of out of nowhere. I don't think we're going to get really stupid hot again. I mean, it is September. It's almost uh, uh, astronomical fall. We right. have meteorological fall right now. Historically, so. the first couple of weeks of September still get very, very warm. And especially since we've had a cool August. This was just... Really bizarre for, it was for me. It was really I, nice. I, I wasn't complaining one bit. I love <laughs> I love the cool August. Yeah, and I think this ridge is going to stick around for a while. We're we're going to have some fronts coming in, trying to penetrate that ridge uh, from the north. And it, if they can get far enough south, we could get some sprinkles or whatever. Uh, this thing is this ridge is going to stick around probably until next Tuesday, mm. and we'll have something coming in trying to push that. Uh, I'm not sold on a pattern change yet, but uh, we definitely have some energy trying to penetrate that ridge. I read on the Tulsa National Weather Service Facebook page uh, earlier today, they are painting the uh, Miami area in uh, extreme northeast Oklahoma 
with a 20% chance of thunderstorms on Monday night. Oh, wow. So Well, that's that's better than what it has been. Yeah, and that's, of course, like four or five days away, but, you know. <laughs> you never know. True. We just need rain. You know, in the past, we've had hot and dry Augusts, and during that August, you could take a drive out in the country and notice all the trees were turning brown. Well, this August was somewhat wet, so we didn't get that. But now, since we have September and it's kind of reversed, it's dry and the trees are starting to turn brown again. Uh, I like wet Septembers because it teases me and makes me think we're going to have a colorful fall. That doesn't always happen. Uh, it seems like it's been a few years since we've had a really good colorful fall this year. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have good vibes about our color this year. Yeah, I think all this dry weather is going to put a dent in the fall foliage. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have to post some pictures eventually. I mean, hopefully we'll get something towards the end of... I mean, we're kind of in the middle of September, but if we get something towards the end, we need to moisten up this ground a little bit to get that, what is it, chlorophyll and all the kind of well, stuff changing. also, in the cool weather we had a week or two ago, our nighttime lows were getting down to the 40s, which is almost... it's. There's a point to where it can get too cold for the color to happen. I oh, yeah. What, what exact temperature that is. But if it were to stay in the 50s, you're supposed to have more color. If it, if it drops down too early, then it's going to kill the color. Yeah, and I was looking in uh, historical records for Branson, too. The, the record low for, I think, today, September 14th, is 30 degrees. 30 degrees. The record low. Yeah. I mean, the average right now is, uh, the average high right now for Branson is 82, and the low is, I think, in the upper 50s or 60. I forgot mm -hmm. the low. But yeah, 82 right now. And this, this little ridge is, of course, pumping its way ahead of that, but we've been well below normal for August and the first half of September. I take my son to the high school every morning at 6 a.m. for uh, marching, Branson marching band practice. And you have to wear a jacket that early. It's really cool. Uh, even today, when it's hot out, it was very cool this morning still. You might not need it tomorrow or the next next day or so. I doubt it. No. Well, this ridge is is going to stick around, but guess what? We have another hurricane out in the Atlantic right now. Jose's been churning for a while now. Actually. That storm has been insane. It was been doing loop de loops, and then it. I mean, it started in the Cape Verde Islands, like like Irma did. Mm -hmm. It started moving over, and then the upper patterns changed in the northern Atlantic, and then it decided, well, I'm going to go north. Yeah, I don't want to do that, so I'm just going to make a little loop de loop and go I back think the around. National uh, Hurricane Center actually named that hurricane after Jose Cuervo, and he, he's just I agree, wandering aimlessly throughout the uh, ocean. Oh doesn't yeah, doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> or what he wants to do, or how long he wants to be there. He's not sure. And then he'll take a, a turn and go towards the East Coast a little bit. Kind of a, a change of course this morning. That's right. I, I looked this morning. Uh, the, 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 the track from the Hurricane Center has been shifting. I mean, okay, now last night I looked, and it was it, they said it, it was a hurricane doing loop-de-loops, going to head west a little bit and then uh decrease to a tropical storm and then stay away from land altogether and go up and then i checked this morning and he had gone down to a tropical storm status and is expected to become a hurricane and the westward shift in the track doesn't have me concerned but uh, you know models are kind of diverse on this i checked the 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 gfs and the gfs this morning had it kind of looping 
around a little bit, doing another circle, and then going out in the Atlantic. The Canadian model had it even a more eastward turn, but the European model kind of worried me a little bit because it had the low uh, Jose going up towards the east coast and actually making a landfall. Now, oh really? Uh, yeah, like in New England or where? Up uh, there a little or south or of New England, probably Virginia ish oh, yeah. or whatever, and then quickly washing out. Now, with that diverse of a model spread, we can't bank on any one thing. I mean, we just don't know yet. But the consensus is, at this point, it's probably going to approach, you know, approach land, might get some wind out of it. And some then, waves over there. That's pretty much... Yeah, and then and then, then take off. So we're, It really we're, doesn't have much of a driving force. You just can't tell what it's going to do this time. Right. All the steering mechanisms for Irma are now gone. Luckily, it's not riding the East Coast. Not knowing where it's going, it's kind of in a safe distance away. So no, we we don't need that. I mean, Bermuda, Bermuda might get a little effect from this, but the Bahamas look to be safe at this point, and it's all uh, you know, all the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, Carib- uh, Cuba, all that. Uh, no danger for Jose to go there. And we're not stay. expecting a major hurricane at this point. It's, no, you know, no, not category at all. One. It's losing its, its ump and, and there is some wind shear upstairs and that's something that's trying to tear this hurricane apart. Uh, it, it, that, that was Irma's deal. I mean, there was really light, if, if any wind shear and it was open water and there's, it was just a machine that kept going. Now that's different with Jose. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I'm seeing different things like every 12 hours from the National Hurricane Center, it's a storm, then it's a hurricane. Yeah, I don't know. Because at one point, Jose was was a major hurricane. Oh, yeah. And then now it's down to a tropical storm. It went up to a Category 4 at one time. Wow. Wow. That's that's just that's too much. <laughs> too much for me to digest at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but, but the bottom line is we really don't think it's going to pose any threat to land. And we're just going to watch it and watch it do loop-de-loops. And of course, Jose, nothing compared whatsoever to what uh, the Keys and, and Florida, the entire state, uh, just had to deal with with Irma. No, uh, no, thank God. And and we're you know the end of September, and this ridge coming in. That's what I think. Also, this ridge is is moving in. It's going to put kind of a blockade. And if it keeps moving towards the east coast, there's no way the hurricane will be able to penetrate that ridge because the right. ridge is. Is the big bully of the of the systems? Yep. <laughs> well, we talked last week uh, about a hot July and cool August, and I remember saying I was going to try to do a comparison to find out if we could uh, if we were going to have a, a nasty winter, what years before, and so I did quite a bit of research on uh, climate comparisons for Branson and. Uh, what I found was in 2011 and 2012, we had a very hot July uh, in 2011 and 2012. I remember the burn bans around the 4th of July. You couldn't shoot fireworks because it was so hot. And oh, yeah, that's right. I figured, that was back at 11 and 12? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And then, and then in August of 2012, uh, it, it was hot for like the first part of August, but then it started getting a little cooler. And I need to say on the ENSO, uh, the La Nina, El Nino thing, in 2011, we were in a weak La Nina, 
which is a little cooler than normal ocean temperatures. And in 2012, we were in a neutral phase or La Nada. Now, moving on to 2013, we had an average July and a really cool August. We were in a La Nada phase, which is the, the neutral. And if I remember right, in December, I think December, first part of December, we had that mammoth snow in Branson. Right around December 4th and December 5th, uh, overnight, we did have a pretty good snow. I was out shoveling the driveway the day after because we had a little girl that wanted to be born that week. And my wife made sure that. It, that I could get out of the garage and get her to the hospital just in case, you know, it could have happened. <laughs> That's a good time. idea. Or you'd be delivering a baby so, at home. <laughs> yeah, I actually Googled that just in case. Just in case. Yeah. <laughs> Covering your bases. Well, and we were in Lenata uh, phase too. Now, I'm right. gonna, so put a pin in 2013, but let, uh, I want to talk about 2014. We had an average July, but a really hot August. Now, in 2014, we started neutral. But uh, El Nino started rapidly growing in October. Now, 2015, we had a very strong, one of the most powerful El Ninos, and that persisted through the entire year. But what happened for us, we had a cooler July and a cooler August. And nada for snow. And yeah, we didn't have any snow that year, which is kind of odd because normally uh, in past historically usually if we get a la nina year we normally don't get snow right but uh but we had a very strong el nino that year and didn't get any snow which is crazy i remember Uh, being very mild throughout most of the winter i like Uh, that past couple winters actually i mean i like a good snow but i don't want it to stick around for a long time (laughs) people really like snow around here and that's great and we'll get a lot of uh Visitors to our site in the winter when when snow is possible and when's it going to snow? When's it going to snow? It's like we don't know. We, yeah, we but, uh, we just don't know yet. <laughs> but there's a lot of excitement. We get a lot of new uh, likes and friends and fans uh, during winter weather event events for our Stormdar page. So people sure are ready for a snow around here. It's been a while. It's been a long time since we've had a really good snow. Uh, Twenty thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> this is 2017. <laughs> yeah, and that didn't last. Too, I mean, it lasted a while, but then after that, I don't remember having a mammoth snow after that. Uh, just a big dump. The conditions were right. Now, I was looking at Facebook last night, trying to nail down a date of when it snowed in 2013. And I got December 5th, and I had taken a picture of it snowing, and then I had taken a picture of the very last snow melting in December of 2013, and it was almost two to three weeks after the actual snow event. It stayed on the ground that long. Holy cow! Yeah. Do you remember what? Do you remember off the, off the top of your head what year it snowed in May? We had that May Fourth snow. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was like two or three years ago. I don't know, but I have video of it. What I, I tell you what? When when we do our weather school, you check because I'm curious because I want to cross reference that. To this here. Okay. Uh, okay. So last year, 2016, uh, temperature-wise, average July, average August, with a weak La Nina. So so once 2015 ended with that really strong El Nino, the ocean temperatures warm back up uh, or cool back off to just below low neutral. And last year we didn't. Well, we didn't have much snow last year. I don't think. Uh, kind of teased us a little bit. Yeah. We didn't have anything that. 
Uh, the schools sometimes around here will cancel when it might snow, but we really didn't get anything, even though they canceled mm-hmm. a couple days. We didn't have any more oh, than I remember two that. or three snow days. You know, when we when it does snow, like in 2013, sometimes they're out of school for a week to ten days for one storm. Oh, yeah. You know, because Branson is unique because we have a lot of surrounding communities like Rockaway Beach and those buses have to go up those hills on dirt roads to get those kids and well, they Forsyth, Taneyville. I mean, you're talking hills too. I mean, this right. is not mountains, but hills and especially these little two-lane roads 76 exactly. is is nuts. Okay, and then this year, uh 2017, we had a I know it was hot in July, but but technically it was it was considered just a little warmer. I I to me, July is always hot. Right. We didn't really have uh, multiple days over 100 degrees or anything like that. Mm-mm. So to me, it was almost maybe a little above average. I'm not sure what the average temperature for July is. And but but it wasn't. It could have been worse. I'll just oh, it say could that. have been a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, we had a, had a few days. I noticed the the heat advisories, and uh, we we here in Branson never got to an excessive heat warning, and I don't think right. Miami did either. Uh, they may have once. Uh, we didn't make it to a hundred, as far as I know, here in Branson. No, no Joplin no. did one time. They actually made it to one hundred. Yeah, and I remember, yeah, Joplin in that western tier of counties right. up through Kansas City, and especially Kansas City. That's what was strange. For me, it's like the areas north and, and northwest of us uh-huh. were an excessive heat warning. Of course, St. Louis, anytime you have those major metropolitan areas with with that asphalt and buildings, it's just going to hang on to that heat. But if there were such a thing as an excessive humidity warning, I would have issued one because it was humid. Agreed. That. That, that's what they need to do. Hey, you know, we're, we are uh, weather-ready nation ambassadors now. We thank are. you. More applause. More applause, please. Yes, thank you. So it's our job, and we're working with the National Weather Service and other ambassadors to bring you the best and most accurate weather information. We could make our own humidity warning. We could call it the It's Not the Heat, It's the Humidity Advisory or Warning. Where's the trombones? (laughs) Well, and speaking of all this winter and weather and winter snow and snow days and stuff, we are preparing for our Winter Weather Outlook 2017-2018. I'm looking forward to that. Those are always fun. Yeah, I'm not sure when we're going to do it. uh, If I had to guess, it would be sometime in October. Last year, we shot it in the third week of October. Yeah, that's that's probably what we're going to need to do now. Of course, everybody knows how we how we feel about long range forecasting. Uh, a lot of it's bogus. So the closer we get to the winter season, the more accurate we're going to be. And I think we have some stuff up. You have you have some stuff up your sleeve on some cool video we're going to do. I think we always have fun. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out on the uh, winter weather outlook, but we have fun. Yeah. Now. It's, Speaking of Irma, you said yesterday the the uh, was it yesterday or the day before you were looking out in the morning and there were some really cool cloud formations. There were some very cool clouds. I even had a couple sprinkles on my windshield about six thirty, and then the sun came up, and the sun uh, up against those clouds just looked amazing, and 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 they were feathery, swirly, uh, you name it, just different formations than I've ever seen before. Well, I thought I saw uh, on today's Thursday, right? Yeah. So on Wednesday, yesterday, I, I went. Uh, we had an afternoon show, 
And I looked to the east once I got to the theater, and I could have sworn I seen some asparagus clouds. I like those on the grill, asparagus. Asparagus. Well, I don't think it's asparagus clouds. Oh, <laughs> well, sounds I tell you, the same to me. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so many cool names for clouds. And today's weather school is all about clouds, how to identify them. They're cool names, and I've thrown in some special clouds in there. So let's take a listen to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. Ah, it's such a nice day. You walk outside and look around. The birds are chirping. The wind is blowing ever so slightly. The sun is shining, but not fully. You look up in the sky, and the sun seems to be a little filtered. But it's not casting any shadows. And then you look towards the west, and you see the clouds getting darker and darker. And they have this strange green appearance to them. And you wonder, is a storm coming? We can tell so much about the current weather and the upcoming weather by just looking up in the sky. The clouds give us a clue to what the atmospheric conditions are, and you can plan for your day. So today, we're just going to discuss the 10 main types of clouds. Clouds are divided into three categories, high, middle, and low clouds. All of the clouds are measured from their bases, of which we call the ceiling. High clouds form above 20,000 feet and are composed of ice crystals. Mid-level clouds form between 6,500 and 20,000 feet, composed primarily of water droplets, but can also be composed of ice crystals if the temperatures are cold enough. Low clouds form below 6,500 feet, composed primarily of water droplets, but in the wintertime can also be composed of ice crystals and snow. First, we have to understand what the Latin roots to the clouds mean. There are four main roots that we use, and those are cumulus, which means pile or heap, stratus, which means flattened or spread out, cirrus, which is a curl of hair, and nimbus, which means rain. For high clouds, we use the prefix cirro, which means high. And there are three main types of high clouds. First, the cirrus cloud. It's light and wispy, almost transparent, because the ice crystals are very small. They have white bands and fibrous appearance that are usually described as silky. A common side name for the cirrus clouds are called mare's tails. The second is cirrostratus. Remember stratus meaning flattened or spread out and cirro meaning high. They're semi-transparent and usually cover a large part of the sky. The ice crystals in cirrostratus clouds cause a halo effect around the sun or the moon. So sometimes when you go outside at night and you look up at the moon, 
there's this huge halo around it, and that halo is caused by cirrostratus clouds. The third is called cirrocumulus. Cirro meaning high, cumulus meaning pile or heap. They look like arranged rows of clouds with a little ripple effect and a small degree of separation. They're usually patches in the sky, and when they get between the Earth and the Sun, it dims the Sun just a little bit. Okay, so let's move on to mid-level clouds. We use the prefix alto, which means middle, or mid-level. And we use the base Latin roots again. So alto stratus, alto meaning mid, and stratus meaning spread out, is a thin gray or blue colored cloud that tries to hide the sun. It's thicker than cirrostratus and usually prevents the sun from casting shadows. Their bases are from 7,000 to 18,000 feet. Next is the alto cumulus, alto meaning mid, cumulus meaning heap. Small patches of clouds called cloudlets, usually white or gray, and usually form in settled weather. The bases are from 2,000 to 18,000 feet. Those are the middle clouds, so now let's focus on the low-level clouds. The first one is cumulus. Looks like little pieces of fluffy white cotton balls floating across the sky. Sometimes they have darker bases, and the bases can be as low as 3,000 feet. When those clouds grow and get bigger and bigger, it indicates you have a lot of strong updrafting going on. And those are what we call the thunderstorm clouds, or cumulonimbus, a pile and heap of rain. And as long as these clouds have strong updrafting, they can go way up in the sky. They take the moisture, start condensing it, the updraft goes up, the electrical systems start kicking on, and you have a full-blown thunderstorm. If the updraft is strong enough, then severe weather can develop. Large hail, strong winds, and even tornadoes come out of cumulonimbus clouds. Next, let's talk about stratus. Stratus clouds are gray, uniform clouds that cover the sky. They usually don't produce a lot of precipitation, but make for a really dark and yucky day. Fog is actually a stratus cloud sitting on the ground. So when fog is present, then you know the atmosphere is completely saturated. Next is the stratocumulus cloud. It's kind of a combination of the cumulus cloud and the stratus cloud. So if you can imagine a pile or heap that's kind of spread out. There's not a lot of precipitation in stratocumulus clouds, and they usually appear more in the wintertime. They look like they're just off the ground, and they're rose, and they're just dark, and they look bad, but they're really not. Now let's talk about the rain cloud, the nimbostratus. Nimbus meaning rain, stratus meaning spread out. Those clouds are layered in the sky and similar to stratus, but have enough moisture to produce rain or snow. And nimbostratus clouds usually cause a very, very dark sky. Well, that does it for the 10 main types of clouds. So when you go outside and look around, you'll be able to identify if they're good clouds, bad clouds, or no clouds at all. So finally, to wrap up, I just want to give you some 
special clouds that have very interesting names, so you can impress all of your friends. <laughs> the first one is called Mamatis clouds. They're sagging, pouch-like clouds protruding downward from an anvil portion of a mature thunderstorm. The official name is Mamatocumulonimbus, so you can tell they form from a cumulonimbus or thunderstorm cloud. They indicate extreme turbulence and are generally only seen in severe weather. Another one is called a lenticular cloud. It's a stationary cloud. Many times it's seen on top of a mountain. It's got a lens shape to it. It goes vertical, and a lot of people mistaken it for a UFO. So if you live in the mountains, don't think there's a UFO if you see this kind of cloud. It's just a special kind of cloud. Another one is called Noctilucent. It's composed of ice crystals, and they're only visible just after sunset because they're really too faint to be seen in daylight. They're the highest clouds in the Earth's atmosphere and develop between 47 and 53 miles. Their nickname is the Night Clouds. And when you see them after sunset, they're radiantly orange and blue and red and very fascinating to look at. This next type of cloud was just added to the International Cloud Atlas in March of 2017. And its name is Undulatus asperitus. Sounds kind of like a vegetable, but it's not. These clouds are very, very defined and look very eerie. And you see them usually during the morning or the midday hours following a thunderstorm. But they are perfectly harmless and usually dissipate on their own. And lastly, my favorite cloud, called the SLC. They're harmless, but they look ominous. Sometimes you'll see a low-hanging cloud that's mimicking a tornado, but it doesn't spin, and you can see the wind carrying it up and down throughout the sky. Oh, I forgot to tell you. SLC stands for Scary Looking Clouds. Now, you'll be able to go outside with your friends and play Name That Cloud. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. You know those SLCs? People look at them, and if you're not an experienced weather person or a cloud aficionado, they look really scary. We get a lot of pictures of them on Facebook. Yeah, and we like that. So, we do. so if you if you have an SLC or a cloud that you don't know, email us at stormdarweather at gmail or message us on our Facebook page, and we'll tell you what that cloud is. Just don't it, share it as a rotation or a tornado when it's just an SLC. Exactly. Put it on our page. We'll let you know. Yeah, and and the one thing we've learned, especially from this weather school. The way you can tell if it's an SLC or a tornado is one thing. Is it rotating? Exactly. Just stand there and watch it for a few minutes. And if it's just if it's going down or going up, that's updrafting and downdrafting. Right. But if it is spinning, that's when you need to get your guard up. Yep. So there you go. And you can have wall clouds that aren't really rotating, but you have a lot of updraft and downdraft. Mm-hmm. Once it starts rotating, that's when the 
That's when the excitement begins. Yes. So get your cameras out and, uh, you know, no. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, let's go back to some winter weather. Okay. Uh, uh, the National Weather Service, you know, the entire uh, United States, uh, came out with a story yesterday. Uh, actually, on October 1st, they're changing the way that winter weather uh, – Forecast or not forecast, but advisories, watches, and warnings are issued. Oh, they're going to change it now. They're 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 trying to simplify it. They're going to consolidate some of the uh, watches. Some of those watches we don't really get in in the uh, Ozarks, such as lake effect snow advisory stuff like that. We don't normally get those. We might get a freezing rain advisory every few years. Well, they're getting rid of all those and just going to call on winter weather advisories now, which have always existed. You know, those winter weather advisories are not as bad as a winter storm watch or a warning. There could be some snow. Uh, life and property aren't really at risk. Uh, roads might be slick. But they're consolidating those into a winter weather advisory. Uh, we don't get a lot of blizzards here, but they are uh, getting rid of the blizzard watch and just calling them winter storm watches now which is oh. you know fine a blizzard could be a winter storm you know right uh lake effect snow warnings again we don't get a lot of those on off a of table rock but, <laughs> right you know if we lived up by the great lakes they're not going to get those anymore they're just going to be called old, regular old winter storm warnings which we do get those you know we haven't recently but you know right so i get i i, I wonder if they're going to keep the blizzard warning or they're going to consolidate that into well, a Well, they didn't list it as an uh, example, but the video I watched yesterday makes me think that they're going to keep the blizzard warning. Okay, so the warning would be more specific. Yeah, because blizzard, right. you know, you can have a winter storm, and then but the blizzard, you have that blowing snow, and the visibility is absolute zero. You can't see it. It's a well, yeah, winds different. are blowing 40, 50 miles an hour. Absolutely. Whiteout conditions, yeah, yeah, which is a winter storm, but it's a more specific... Winter storm. But with a blizzard watch, you, know, you might have a blizzard. You might just have a snow. We don't know. So we're just going to call it a winter storm watch. That makes sense. Also, they're going to simplify the delivery of the said watches and warnings by going with the what, where, when uh, model. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? Where is it going to happen? And when's it going to happen? That's much clearer. It's clearer. Uh, they kind of went that direction with severe weather uh Simplifying what could happen, damage to trees, damage to buildings. Oh, I remember that. Could yeah, occur. it's very specific. This is what right. could happen if this happened, you know. And occurs. I think they actually implemented that after the Joplin tornado ah. uh, to kind of simplify things because they don't want people out there looking at these things when uh, you don't want to be in a catastrophic situations such as Joplin trying to go out there and uh, look at a tornado. So it's going to tell you you need to seek shelter immediately or whatever. But they're going to go that direction uh, with the winter weather. And I see. They had mentioned going in that direction with flooding as well, but that won't be implemented until a later date. So. Flooding meaning like a... Flash flooding, regular flooding. Oh, a flood or a flash flood. Okay. Right. You know, you have so many different flood warnings, like an aerial flood warning. People don't even know what that is. I don't You're even gonna know what that is. You're going to have an urban and small stream advisory. It's like, well, good thing I don't live in a big city because, you know, you have 
rising stream. How many hundreds of low water crossings are here in the Ozarks, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. Very dangerous. Very, I mean, just here in Branson in May, we had three deaths occur right there on Fall Creek Road. So, yeah, and that's a quote creek, right? You know, right in there. But uh, hopefully they'll simplify that and uh, get everything worked out. I don't know when they'll be doing the uh, the flooding. I don't know if it'll be in effect for the spring or not. But I expect a different delivery of the uh, winter weather uh, advisories beginning on October 1st. So Interesting. I'd be anxious to see them. I mean, any, anything that's going to be clear to the public is the purpose of this. And that's what we try to do. I mean, when we hear something, we try to put it in the plainest language we can. This could happen or this is going to happen. And I think that's a good idea that the National Weather Service is now starting to do that too. Yeah, it's a good thing because a lot of people, they just don't understand the weather jargon. So they exactly. need to simplify it as much as possible. Black and white. Which is which is good for everybody. And now you know what it's time for? Facebook myths. Let's do some Facebook myths. You got some? Well, I have several, actually. Okay. Uh, you know, we're in hurricane season, and Facebook is crazy with uh, tips and tricks on hurricane survival and on evacuation tips and tips to store your valuables and let's just get to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I wasn't sure if it was a, a myth or reality. And that was in the days leading up to Irma, a story came out on Facebook that said evacuees who are evacuating with their pets can go to any hotel and they would have to accept their pets. Accept their pets. It's a, a new FEMA legislation that oh. all hotels must become pet friendly during a hurricane. So I thought, well, they have to take their pets. You know, you don't want to leave your pets behind. They right. Can, you know. But I did a little. Uh, digging on this and this is completely false really yes okay so I, I don't know how many times i saw this shared on facebook because it looked real yeah but only time they can take their pets to a place where pets aren't accepted are as if you have uh, you know a seeing eye dog or, or a dog that's like service their, dog a yeah service dog uh-huh. or it's the law that they would have to take those in because, I mean, winter weather, or winter weather, hurricane or not, whether they're evacuating or not, you would have to accept those service animals. But if you're just a, an evacuee with a with a hamster or a, or a Rottweiler, those hotels do not have to uh, board your dogs. In fact, they can turn you away. So that is false. That then, is false. Then, oh, because I think I saw something like that, you know, run across Facebook, and I didn't know. I thought, oh, well, that's really cool if they did that. So interesting. Yeah, I actually, I mean, it wasn't a uh, one of those that come out as saying false, false, false to me. I had to actually mm-hmm. dig, dig, dig on that one. Wow. Um, another one. 
was uh, put all your uh, pictures and photographs and marriage license and and everything that you want to keep in the dishwasher during a hurricane because, you know, dishwashers are waterproof, right? Right. I mean, water stays in there. So who's to say water from the outside, you know, it should stay out, right? Yeah. Well, this is false. Don't ever really? put your uh, photographs or documents in the dishwasher. Uh, they were posting pictures of uh, people putting their wedding albums in the dishwasher. Uh, kind of telling people in Florida that that would be a great idea. But uh, they're not waterproof. And as per the manufacturer, don't ever put anything besides dishes in your dishwasher. Really? Okay. Yeah, you can contact Maytag for that for more information on that. <laughs> okay. So you so don't want to wash your. I, you don't want to yeah. wash your photos away. Right. And it, there's something it had something to do with a, a backwash that could occur through the pipes downstream, washing back into your house. Because it could wash right up into your dishwasher. Oh, because of the drain of the dishwasher, Correct. could like like your sewer if it backs were, up. If you're backing up into your dishwasher, you would you would have issues with that. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, did you see the video on Facebook? Uh, it said it was either in uh, where was that Barbuda. Bar- How do you pronounce that? Barbuda, Barbuda or An- Antigua. Mm-hmm. And it showed a bus full of people, and the wind blew the bus over, and people were trapped in there. Uh, they said this was Hurricane Irma, breaking news. Well, this actually did happen, but it happened in, in, in uh, Uruguay in huh. 2016, and one of their tropical cyclones they have over there. Oh. It wasn't Irma. We saw so many uh, pieces of video and footage from old storms, five, ten years old, that people were passing on as new Irma footage. Why do, Why are people doing that? I don't understand. For likes and shares for their Facebook page. Uh, there was also a, uh, on Facebook, there was a report that Irma was picking up sharks and... Dropping him <laughs> into cities. Sounds like a yeah. movie to me. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> On the sci-fi channel called Sharknado. It didn't happen. Uh, there's those build-your-own-prank sites that people were building pictures of sharks being oh, swept. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it didn't happen. And uh, all in on this one, in 2005, there was a, a film. It wasn't a very well-known film. I think it was a... You know, you have your A movies and B movie. This was a a Y movie. It was so bad (laughs) on the sci-fi channel called Category 7, The End of the World. Oh, yes. And evidently, uh, according to Facebook, the two hurricanes in that movie were named Harvey and Irma. Amazing. How did they predict the future? Uh, Didn't happen, guys. No, and we even talked about that on a on a previous podcast. There is no category six, so if no. there's no six, there's no seven. But there is a movie called that. The movie's real, but yeah. But but the hurricanes were not Irma and Harvey. That would be 
telling the future and didn't happen. Yeah. So. It's amazing what people do. It's all for the attention and the likes and the shares. They must be very lonely people. I was going to say, and especially nowadays, as as people are going through great links to do things and doctor videos. It's got to be some psychological disorder of some sort. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, My motto, keep it real. Just keep it real and... You know, hype is not one of our things. We always say that. If it's I, on the internet, it must be true. Yeah, and I hate no. I hate hype. It's uh, we used to call them reindeer games or drama, whatever. It's like no, and it just gets worse. I don't see it getting any better. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll have to leave that as it is. Well, so. I got some breaking news. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. What from happened? the Springfield National Weather Service? Okay. Well, as it turns out. They noticed that we've been dry, just like I have. Amazing. Well, we are now in a drought drought condition here in Branson. Officially. Officially. Oh, wow. A very light drought condition, not their heavy drought, but Uh we are in a drought. We are dry. If we got a good rain or two, it would be one of those droughts that would be, you know, short-lived, but we are officially in a drought. You know, we had a pretty wet summer. Of course, we had that wet spring where... It flooded. You know? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, we had a fairly wet summer, but then the rain stopped, and it really doesn't take that long to to get put in a, you know, in drought conditions, really. Right. I mean, we're going, we went to flooding, like almost major flooding, into drought. I mean, I wish Mother Nature could space out the rain throughout the year and just not true. dump all of it in a month. Seems like, like that happens every year. We get a lot of rain all together. It's just not spaced out. Uh, but yeah, you can see the drought. I I just walked in your yard and, and I could feel the grass. The grass was crunching it's under my feet. It's starting to turn brown, isn't it? Uh, I, drove on the, I <laughs> drove on the Ozark Mountain High Road uh, earlier today, and you can see the trees are really beginning to turn brown. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are in a drought. It's official. Uh, here, southeast Kansas, and and uh, much of the Ozarks. Not all of the Ozarks are, but we are definitely here in Branson. Well, that, that needs to change. And maybe in the next you know couple of weeks, maybe October could be fruitful with rain. Ooh, we just need know. a pattern change is what we need. We're stuck right now. Yeah. Well, we did get a pattern change, but it's not the pattern change we want. We have that well, big ridge. <laughs> we had we had the cool temperatures, which was great. That was good. Still dry though. Yeah. Uh, we just need some 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 wet, some rain, some precipitation. Well, hopefully next week. I mean, that's our next. Like you said, Miami's got a twenty percent chance. We we have a just a chance of of some rain coming in, and maybe that will do it. So here's hope. Maybe next week we will have some even better news to right. tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that does it for today. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormed Our Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. Join us next week for the next edition of the Stormed Our Weather Podcast. Thank you.